Well, hello, hello, how you doing, how you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas, and this is episode number 277. Hello, new listeners in different parts of the world. How you doing? How are you doing? Hello, people who started listening last week, who then started to listen to a whole bunch of old episodes. Thanks for that, and thanks for sticking around, you weird bastards. <laughs> Uh, much love to everybody. Thank you very much for, uh, for listening to the podcast. Uh, as I said, I am S. Anthony Thomas. This is, uh, this is my podcast. No, 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 no. This is our podcast, except on this podcast, it belongs to all of us. I get to do whatever I want. <laughs> and you bastards better keep listening. Yeah, that's right. I can see every last one of you. Don't think just because you're around the world in different countries, I can't see you. You right there. What kind of shirt is that? Okay, I can't see you. <laughs> You know, guys, you know what I want to talk to you about? I, I really I really had a had something else I wanted to talk about. Now, you know, what? I think this is going to be one of those weeks where I had something I planned on talking about anyway. I, something else comes up and I move it to the side. But this time I want to make it a point to get it into the show um, because I have a whole stockpile of things I wanted to talk about and things I've recorded. But then I'll think of something else or put together something else at the last minute. And I'll, and I'll like that better. That's how I am. Deal with it, punks. But this is something that really, really bothered me. Uh, I have an older relative and, and they're, 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 they're healthy, you know, and everything's going good. And, and they were doing some insurance stuff and they found out that very soon they're going to it's going to be very difficult for them to maintain life insurance and, ins and insurance because they're old, you know, like when you're young, everybody wants you on the insurance and all of that crap. When you get old, the hell with you. Right? They kick you off after a certain age. What are you? How old are you? I'm 78. <laughs> In two years, you better find another way to bury your old ass because we're kicking your punk ass out. But I paid in for 70 years. How are you going to kick me out? That's not our problem, jackass. Okay? Nobody expected you to live that long. Okay? It's not our fault. It's your fault. Who told you to eat healthy and work out? You should have been like everybody else and had them large sandwiches and sat on your ass and you would have been dead 10 years ago. But no, you got to work out and eat right and exercise and have a good life. That's not our fault, punk. If your life was so good, you should have put some money aside to bury your ass. But I paid into this insurance. I had to get big, but we ain't trying to hear it. We got your money. We're going to get two more years of your money. You better die in the next two years, jackass. Or you're around. You're going to somebody's going to bury you in a they're going to put you in a plastic bag and put you out in the front of the house like the trash punk. Because that's what it feels like as an old person. When they kick you off your insurance because you're too old. Oh, oh, you're at risk of dying. Of course, he's at risk of dying. He's 93, dumbass. You know, <laughs> it's like they're mad at you. You know, I'm just wondering, you know, what the deal is if you actually call them up right as you're about to, you know, right as you're about to get kicked off or something like that. And you call them up and you, you know, and, just, and um, Mr. Johnson, um, you know, uh, you know, on your next birthday, unfortunately, um, we're going to you, you, you're going to you can stop paying your premium you're gonna, premiums because your account's going to be closed out. Um, you know, we're. um. You know, we 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 know that you you I mean you're very very old and uh, and quite frankly you know we we expected to pay out a couple of grand back in the day when you started this policy in, in 1803 uh, we expected to pay you out the uh, four hundred dollars and they'd bury you because that's what it cost to, to bury your old ass back then and unfortunately you were you were you're 195 thousand years old 
And, uh, you know, it's a, you have a whole lot of relatives, which means you're going to have to rent a bigger place. And uh, there's going to be more cars in the funeral procession and various other expenses that are going to be adding up. And it's going to cost a lot more to bury you now. And so we're going to get rid of your ass because we, we liked sucking down all of your premiums over the course of these years and all of that free money and never having to do anything. But now that it's going to require us to do something, we, we don't like that. So, you know, we're just, uh, but I am, uh, I've been paying into the insurance policy for 72 years. I mean, I mean, I mean, 72 years, you figured it out for the whole of the dole of that time. You, you would have made it. More than enough to bury me and have a nice little profit for yourself. Oh, that's that's very true. We do have enough to bury you and have a nice profit for ourselves. But we would have more profit if we just drop your ass off the our insurance comp uh, policy. So uh, we're going to drop your ass off, you know, so we're going to do that. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to have someone follow you around to make sure that you don't die and uh, cost us some money. I mean, there's two more years of sucking you dry. And because uh, if you die now, it's going to cost us a lot of money. So what we're going to do is we're going to have someone come to your house. Are you going to have somebody come to my house? Yeah. Some, it, it, uh, hold on. According to the GPS, he's outside right now. What's he coming to the house for? I don't understand. Uh, that's not okay. Hold on. Stay. Keep on me on the line and go answer the door. All right. I, I don't know what this is about, but I was okay. I'll go and see what this is about. Oh, there's a nice young gentleman out front. Is he wearing a, a logo for the company? Uh, yes, he is. You can let him in. Okay. Uh, uh, hello? Hey, uh, you Mr. Johnson? Yeah, I'm Mr. Johnson. Okay, could you put me on speakerphone, please? Oh, oh okay. Here you go, you're on speakerphone. Yes, um, this is Mr. Johnson. What do you want me to do? I think you know what to do. Oh, okay. Okay, did you put the dart in his neck and knock him unconscious? You're damn right. Okay, what we're going to do is he, he's going to be in a coma soon. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take him to the hospital and keep him alive for two more years. Uh, then once we uh, drop his ass off the policy, he's going to miraculously regain consciousness and uh, his family will have to deal with this crap. So just drag his old ass out to the car and, uh, you know, and then because he has one of those little watch, see the little watch? Oh, wait a minute. Before you drag his ass out, um, push the little button on that necklace around his neck so people will think that uh, you have the fake ambulance outside. Yeah, I do. Okay, good. Uh, people didn't think that we called an ambulance because he fell down and can't get up. And um, I mean, I know that's actually a slogan for another company. Uh, gonna, I want you to put him in the van and then uh, drag his ass off. And like I said, we're going to keep him alive. Make sure he stays alive for two more years so we don't have to pay for him. Okay. Okay, maybe they're not that callous. But how do you drop somebody off? They've been paying into your insurance company all of that time. Bastards. I never understood that crap. You got to realize now that the people don't give a crap about you. They never gave a crap about you and they never will give a crap about you with these big companies. Damn it. You're a number. You're a number. Your punk ass is a number. Right. You think I mean, and that's not and, and you, you, you might even be thinking, well, I worry about that when I'm old. But right now I'm young. Yeah, well, you're going to get old at some point. But it's not even when you get old, you bastards. It's even something as simple as you have a, you have an appliance that breaks. Right. Those appliances and you want to get it fixed. So you buy one of those repair contracts. And as we all know, if you've ever had a repair contract for an appliance, you realize that in the play uh, with those repair contracts and nothing more than abusive relationships that you're paying cash for. Yeah, I said it. Just like a relationship, right? 
When you meet the person, they're always on their best behavior. They're dressed good. They're clothes oppressed. They're always smiling. They're telling you all the crap they're going to do for you. They're telling you all the crap that's so great about you. They tell you how great they're going to be to you. They say, hey, you can even talk to my exes. I'm even friends with my exes. You can go talk to my exes. And you talk to their exes. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. You run across one of their exes. It's the one ex that they have secret information on. I've got this new hot girl I'm dating. And I told her she could talk to my ex. I don't want to talk to your new girlfriend. Oh, you don't want them pictures to come out, do you? Oh, my God, you still have those? You're damn right. Now, when you see her, you're going to act like you just ran into us. And then you're going to extol my damn virtue. She doesn't need to know that I'm nuts. You understand? All right, you bastard. It's the same thing with those stupid repair contracts. Hey, why don't you talk to some customers who I actually did good work for only so I could have good re- you know, reviews. And then once I get enough good reviews to fool people, I'm going to go back to my stupid treating people like crap ways. So you check with the old customers, not realizing that the old customers did get good service because he gave just enough good service to those dumb bastards. So they would say it's OK to call them. And then you say, oh, that's great. They had great things to say about you. I'm going to buy your product. Fantastic. We'll have it out there within two to three days. And they get it out to you within two to three days. Oh, this is great. And there's no scratches on it. And they take the old one out, put the new one in and everything's great. They even sweep up the floor. Then the floor had nothing to do with that. But they're such nice people. They're such great people. They got great reviews. The product is great. It came in with no scratches. They didn't bang up the walls. They did some good stuff. And man, they even mowed your lawn. Why are they mowing the lawn? I don't care. I don't have to do it. I can't believe that the repair people actually went out back and mowed the lawn. This is incredible. This company is the best, greatest, incredible. And in relationships, it's the same thing. He's always telling you how sweet you are, how nice you are. She's always telling you how handsome you are, how great you are. You don't have a six pack, but she says you have a six pack and you're so dumb. You believe you have a six pack, but you don't have a six pack. You fat bastard. And lady, you know damn well you're not the most beautiful woman in the world. He just said that crap because you're the one that's right there and he wants to jump on top of you. Are you beautiful? Of course you are. There's no such thing as the most beautiful in the world. There's only the most beautiful in the world woman in the world to you. But that's not how he worded it. He didn't say you're the most beautiful woman in the world to me. He said you're the most beautiful woman in the world and you know damn well that doesn't exist. Oh, that person's setting you up. Oh, yeah. When you want to get it on, they get it on with you all the time. When you want to talk, they're always there to talk. When you want to have fun, they're always there to have fun. When you're down there right there giving you a little bit of words of encouragement. Oh, that's the way it is in the beginning. And now we go back to the appliance. The appliance is working well. If it's a washing machine, everything washes well. If it's a dryer, everything dries well. Whatever the appliance is, it works good. Oh, yeah, then. Oh, no. Now the washer's not working. Oh no. Now the dryer's not working. Now you don't have a washer or a dryer. Oh no. Oh no. Wait a second. I have got a repair contract. Oh, this is great. It's not going to cost me anything. I paid for this up front. This is going to be great. Hey, repair people. Why don't you come down to my house and hook up the thing and take the thing and anything and fix the thing? And I've been there before. I've been there before. I remember calling somebody on a repair contract. And then do you know what the bastards did? They said, oh, well, we can't send anybody out there for just a knob like that. We'll send you the knob and some instructions on how you can take off the piece and put the knob in. What? I remember being a kid and it was something as simple as one of the knobs got stuck. 
you know, and one of my relatives calls up and said, one of the knobs is kind of stuck. Is there anything I can put in there? I mean, I want to, before I wipe out the knob or put in the alcohol in there, is there something I should put in there? I, I don't want to damage the knob. Oh, don't worry about it. As Anthony's relative, when he was a child, not a problem. And a person comes out and he's got a wonderful outfit on and he's got this, the truck with the, the logo all over it and everything's ready. He goes, it's just a knob, not a problem. <laughs> Pulls out his bag, got some secret knob lube juice. He shoots it in there. He goes, you know what I'm going to do i'm lubing the knobs that don't even need lubing because i'm here and because you're a valuable customer he lubed up the knobs oh you're damn right all the knobs on the washer and dryer were lubed up they didn't even need to be lubed up but because he was there and had the lube he lubed them and then, grand, he lubed them up real good he lubed them up so good the washer and dryer wanted his phone number i'm just kidding back to the story but that's what it was like when I was a kid. He lubed, 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 lubed and fixed, 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 and was happy, 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 happy. Did it quick, 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 and got the hell out, 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 and it cost nothing, nothing, nothing. But that was then, punks. And this is now. Okay, we'll come out to fix your washer and dryer. I'm surprised they broke at the same time. <laughs> and you're thinking, you know what? Things happen. You know, things happen. We're great. Maybe there's some kind of weird thing in the circuitry. And we're going to be out there. It's Monday. We will be out there Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. Really? Is there any place, any way we can get here faster? I'm so sorry. I mean, we would love to do that. But it's just so many people. All right. Monday too. Okay. That's not a problem. I got enough clothes until Friday. Not a big deal. You know, I like to always have, you know, get my washing done on a specific day so I don't have to worry about it. But this is an aberration. This product is rated really well. I called some of the old customers. They said it was great. So obviously this is some kind of an aberration. It's some kind of weirdness. It's not a normal thing. And Wednesday comes and I get a phone call and they ain't coming out till the next Wednesday. What the hell? Wait a second. You did, I can understand if you said you weren't going to come out the next day, but you're not going to come out to the next Wednesday. I'm so sorry. We can't do it. There's so many people and triple people and quadruple people and quintuple people and quadruple people and triple people and quadruple people. And they go to the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And I got to go to the damn laundromat and I got to put clothes in the laundromat and I got to deal with the people in the laundromat getting into knife fights on top of the washer and dryer. And even though it's scary, it's still kind of entertaining. So the next day I come back knowing they're going to fight again. I got popped popcorn and juice and the people are about to get into a knife fight and they look at me and they go excuse me sir are you, are you getting a good view of this because we don't want to kill each other and have you miss it i'm going not a problem would you mind doing me a favor um is there any way you could fight on top of the washers that way i could you know i could actually watch you during the commercial stab each other because i'm really getting into this episode of quincy <laughs> and then they stabbed each other <laughs> they did not stab each other they just punched each other <laughs> they did not punch each other yes they did punch each other back to the story Monday, Tuesday, when now it's Wednesday, and I'm thinking this is gonna be great. The guy's gonna come back out, and if you give it, he comes out. There's no part. Um, I called you last Monday. You said you were gonna come out Wednesday. You said you were gonna have the part for Wednesday. You come back Wednesday, the Wednesday after the Wednesday, and you have no part. Well, sorry, but we don't have the part. We ordered the part, but the part was double part, and it was the shipment and the shipment and quadruple shipment and double shipment, and it was a problem with the shipment and the shipment of shipment shipments. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna double order it, and because when you double order it, sometimes it comes double fast, but you get that, but it's already late. Yeah, but I mean, there's nothing we could do about that. So we're gonna quadruple. 
know what we're going to do. We have this new thing called quintuple ordering it, so we're going to quintuple order it, and that way it'll come much, much faster, and it'll be here legally, and we'll, it should take about two days after today, so it should be here, it should be in the mail Friday, and we'll be here that, that Friday afternoon to fix it. Well, Thursday, Friday, it ain't here yet. Saturday, it still ain't here. Sunday, no one's in the office. Monday, I call him up. It's not here. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Tom. What we're going to do is we're going to get a used one. I don't want a used one. I already have a used one. It's in the machine and it ain't working. I want a new one. Okay, Mr. Thomas, we'll get a new one. What we're going to do? We're going to have someone go to the warehouse and get the new one and put the double, quadruple new one, quintuple new one. Just get it here and tell that punk ass to bring it. As it turns out, we, we even if we go to the place, we still have to order it. I mean, it's, it's a technicality. Just get the part. I am now wearing clothes that I wore when I was 12 and I'm quite a bit bigger than that. And I'm tired of people laughing at me as I walk down the streets. They're going, hey, dude, that looks like you wore that when you were 12. And I said, shut up. And they go, you got a washing machine from those people, didn't you? And I went, yes, I did. And he goes, I know I'm wearing stuff from when I was 12. And I go, yeah. And he goes, but I'm only 19 now. So it kind of fits. And I'm going, you were malnourished, weren't you? And he goes, yeah, that's kind of a touchy subject. And that's a little bit too personal. Leave me alone. You 12 year old Claire clothes wearing bastard. Then I walked over and slapped the crap out of him. Okay. I did not slap the crap out of him. I tried to slap the crap out of him, but he's a young person and beat my ass. I'm just kidding. That part didn't happen. Back to the story. So we're going to bring the part out to you, Mr. Thomas. Then another part comes and it's part of not that, not the part that I need for the thing, another part for something else. And like I said, they made me wanted me to put it in myself, put it on myself, put it on myself. Like I work for the company. You're already late. And the other part didn't come. And now I got to put something on myself, 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 me, myself. You ain't paying me. Damn it. Why is that acceptable? Huh? Would that be acceptable anyplace else? Hmm? Would that be acceptable anyplace else? Huh? Like when my grandmother was sick, would that be acceptable then? Hello, doc. My grandmother's having heart problems. Okay. You know what we're going to do? Oh, you're going to send an ambulance, right? No, no, no. We're not going to send an ambulance at all. Listen, uh, do you have any steak knives and alcohol in your house? Uh, steak knives and alcohol? Yeah. Uh, actually, I, 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 I do have steak knives and, and alcohol, but I, I don't know why that would matter to me. I mean, I'm, well, let me ask you a question. Do you work out any? Yeah, I work out. Do you lift weights? Yeah. Uh, how, t- how tall are you? I'm about 5'8 and change. Mm-hmm. What do you weigh? About 230. Oh, that's plenty. You'll be plenty strong to get that knife through the, ble- the, the breastplate. Oh, uh, what? Yeah, you, you hold it with two hands and you jam it down into the breastplate. Now, I'm going to show you how to fix an aorta. Um, I don't think this is the kind of thing you could do over the phone. Which one of us is a doctor? I got news for you. I'm kind of thinking neither one of us is a doctor. Oh, really? Oh, so you think you know more than me, huh? You really think you know more than me? Huh? I'm the one that went to medical school. Did you go to medical school? No, I didn't go to medical school, but I'm also not an airline pilot. And I would not try to fly a plane blindfolded with my hands tied together. Um, I, I don't need to have expertise to know when something's really, really stupid. Is there anybody else I could talk to who's not a jackass? 
oh, okay, we can talk to a doctor who probably would want you to call an ambulance and have her go to a hospital where experts can do the operation. I think I'm going to go on to do I'm going to want to do that. It's going to cost a little more. My way will only cost you whatever it costs to clean up the rug after all the blood spews all over the place. Uh, is it, I'm going to need your name for no particular reason. I'm definitely not going to call the newspapers and the uh, medical association. I just want your name because I have a hobby of collecting names. Okay, well, my name's. Wait a second. <laughs> Back to the story. So the part comes, the part comes, then the guy comes and then he fixes the crap and then he leaves. And here's the funny thing about it. The repair was one of those really, really simple repairs. It literally was one of those repairs where had the part come. And if I was a really impatient person, a really angry person, the part was just an electrical was an electrical uh, component that was plugged in with four plugs. And the plugs were color coordinated the same way the plugs on your computer are color coordinated. Right. And in addition to that, not only were they color coordinated, it was physically impossible to plug the plugs into the wrong place. The only thing that he did that I, I that I wouldn't have been able to do was he had a special way of there's a special secret way of turning the knobs, you know, like a like a like you would open a safe and it re you know, recalibrate yourself and you do it two or three times. But that's the only thing I wouldn't have known. I could have easily plugged that crap in. And if it was set to recalibrate itself, I wouldn't have needed the bastard in the first place. And I waited two weeks for that. You wait two weeks for that, 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 that. And then they leave like they did you a favor. And I'm sitting there going, wait a second. You, you opened up the top of the thing. You plugged the thing and it took you literally... 35 seconds to plug it in and then you twisted the thing a specific way to make it recalibrate itself and then you walk out of the house right and the guy goes you know uh you know how much this would have cost you if you didn't have the service plan and he told me the number and it was this ridiculously high number it literally was 100 dollars less than it would have cost to replace both the washer and the dryer completely but then when you factor in the amount of the service plan, <laughs> plus the amount of the repairs, you know, I'm sitting there going, you know, I, technically the way this has actually worked out, had I actually just taken these two washer and dryers and said, screw it, driven to a place, bought two brand new washer and dryers, a new washer and a new dryer, had an expensive dinner then came back and waited for them to bring the crap in, I would have actually saved $73. And a lot of time. I would have had a washing machine and a dryer, though it took 13 days to get it fixed, I would have had a washer and dryer 10 days or 12 days earlier. Oh, please. Right? It just goes, like I said, they don't give a crap about you. The, the, the repair companies don't give a crap about you. The insurance companies don't give a crap about you. Think about that. They didn't want to repair the thing and it took them too long, a million years to repair my crap. The insurance company wanted to kick off one of my older relatives very soon, you know, because they're old and they had the nerve to live long time. Come on, man. Right? <laughs> it's like, yeah. I don't even understand how this all works, man. But the moral of the story is people, people ain't crap. I mean, not all people, the people listening to me, you guys are definitely crap. Wait, 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 that, that, that came out wrong. The, the, okay. The people who are bad are crap. 
the people that listen to me are not crap. They're double geniuses. And in fact, you're all now been upgraded to triple genius because you listen to me, which means you have good taste and stuff. <laughs> did I effectively suck up right there? That did, that did good there? Good, 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 good. But I mean, have you ever been in that? Have you ever, you ever had that before? I, I, I started to think about it and I wondered how many times in my lifetime have I actually had a service contract on a product where the person actually showed up quickly had the part, fixed it, was pleasant, professional, got it done, and got the hell out. And it only happened the one time with my computer. And it wasn't a big company. It was a small side company that does repairs that kind of contracted out with another big company. So basically, the big company had just enough separation from the small company. So if the small company effed up, they could go, hey, that's them. And as it turns out, that company was pretty damn cool. And it was a small company with a small number of employees in my area, which means every customer meant a lot to them. And that's right. Sometimes you got to go with the small company because the big company doesn't give a crap about you. But I want to let you know something right now, my friends. This is a small podcast in comparison to the really big podcast. And I want to let you know just because my audience compared to them is small I mean, it's not a small audience, but it's small compared to the big boys. I would just want to say right now, I'm not going to change crap. I'm going to care just as much about each and every individual in this audience as I do it when I, if and if I become a big deal and in, in a big celebrity or a big Tim podcast or whatever, I'm going to treat you exactly the same way. Okay, and that's a promise from me to. Okay, I, I can't lie to you. If I become a big deal, I'm treating you all like crap. I'm sorry. I I figured I I try to be I try to be honest with everybody. Okay, like right now, if I run across somebody who listens to me, and I want to hug them and take pictures with them and say thank you very much for listening to the S. Anthony Says podcast, you wonderful people. But if I ever become a big star and you walk up, hey, S. Anthony, I'm a big fan of yours. Excuse me, security. He looked directly at me. Rough him up. But I'm your dad. I ain't trying to hear that. What you did for me was 48 years ago. That was a long time, punk. You would get it. Get him. Hi, this is your mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing with you. Get her too. Beat them both up. Don't beat them up too bad. They are. That's my mom and dad. Don't beat them up too bad. Just slap them around a little bit. I'm your sister. You didn't do nothing for me. We just would. You just would raised in the same house. Beat her down. I'm your brother. I had that get bad, get bad, and the same thing. Get them. Okay, don't beat them up too the bad that my brothers and sisters and all of them. Just smack them around a little bit. Hi, I'm a, just a really nice person who enjoys your podcast and is a, a long-term fan and love what you do so much that I'm going to follow you wherever you go. Really? Thank you very much. Thank you very, very much. But you look directly at me. Rough him up a little bit. But he's a long-term fan, so just smack him around a little bit. I'm a new fan. You're new. You don't count as much. Beat him down because he, he hasn't established that he's going to keep listening. The person that's over there that's being smacked around, he's a long-time listener. See that person? I'm being roughed up. Yeah, I know you're just being roughed up a little bit because you're a long-term listener. See this guy over there? He just started listening and hasn't decided whether he likes me or not. Look at what they're doing to him. Well, I'm just getting slapped around, but he's really getting roughed up. Exactly. So just that's the that's the ass whip discount you're getting for listening to me for a long period of time. <laughs> I probably should not have admitted that to all of you. Well, I just want to let you know that I was just kidding. If I ever become a big deal, I'm not changing anything. I'm going to be the same lovable guy I am right now. <laughs> or will I? You bastards. <laughs>
segment over. All right, guys. Uh, <laughs> you know what's really weird? Um, I've been doing this for a while now, and um, and it's it's really weird to have people that call themselves uh, fans. You know, I, I never really refer to people that listen to me as fans. Nor did I call people that listen that would come to see me when I would do stand up, even if I knew they were coming specifically to see me. Because I've been places where. You know, if I played them enough, there would be people that would see my name on the newspaper and come specifically to see me. And it started to become really weird when I go, how many people have seen me before? And you look out, and there's 300 people in the audience and every hand goes up. And I go, how many people have seen me five times? And all the hands go, okay, how many people have seen me 10 times? And all the hands go up. And it's not one of those things where they're just messing around with you. You could, you could actually see that they've been there that many times. And luckily, I turn over material pretty fast. So it wasn't really that big of a deal. But um, but the funny thing about it is they kind of wanted to hear, you know, do the bit about boop de whoop you know, and I go. <laughs> you'll stay still you're doing your jokes this is funny funny observation funny observation ha ha applause break ha and then you hear somebody in the back do the thing about whoop de whoop and you're going huh you did the bitch you did about whoop de whoop I told my friend about the thing you did about the whoop 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 and I'm going oh no, alright uh, whoop 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 yeah oh okay you know <laughs> and it's really weird when people call themselves fans you know um, then again I call you bastards so I guess I can't say anything as a <laughs> if I call you, if I call you my my bastards, I can't exactly say that a fan is a weird thing to say. But the, but the reason I, I I started out talking about fans and whatnot is because I had people that were quote fans for a long time, and they were talking and and what happens is you have the new people come along, and they started to talk about uh, or bring up old episodes from a long time ago because as obviously this is the two hundred and seventy seventh episode of the podcast, and sometimes I'll, people will bring up stuff that um. That is either something that actually happened to me and I remember things that actually happened to me or if it's something that actually happened to me that I had to change a little bit to protect people that I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to, you know, use their names or I didn't want to identify them in, in any way. Because I told you guys before and I told it to uh, people on other podcasts I was on if I went and did interviews on somebody's radio show or something like that. I said, I'm telling true stories for the most part. But what happens is I will change certain things specifically to make sure that I don't identify people that I'm talking about. You know, I, I've on occasion, I've changed the sex of a person when the sex of the person wasn't integral to the story that I was telling. I changed parts of the country when I didn't want to identify, when I knew that by telling the story, it would be very, very clear who I was talking about. Now, granted, I do have permission from literally everyone I know knows what I do. And it says, look, you know, Talk about what you want. I don't give a crap. I know you're not going to do anything mean or hurt my feelings or make me look like a douche. So I changed certain things. But one of the things I didn't that happened was somebody was asking me about certain things and I told them that I, I changed certain things. They go, that's OK. I can understand that. And one of the things that started to happen was I had an episode called Bleep Black Friday. Well, I should put what am I, saying? I just said bleep on my own podcast. The episode's called Fuck Black Friday. I just said bleep like I'm on somebody else's radio show. Uh, it's called Fuck Black Friday. And I do this, I did this whole routine about how much I can't stand Black Friday. And I realized that the reason I hate Black Friday so much, other than the obvious reason, is the simple fact that it reminds me too much. It's like a microcosm of everything right now. It's a microcosm of everything that's going on right now, if you really, really think about it. What's happening on Black Friday? 
There's a scarcity of a specific product and it's a created scarcity. If they wanted to at these big box stores, they haven't. These things have broken down into a science. They know how many people they're going to allow to sit in line. And they know that the 80 to 90 percent of the people that are in line are in line for specific products. They know this. They know they could actually give a rain check to these people. They know this, but they choose not to. Why? Because if you sit outside in the tent, if you sit outside in the tent and the news company comes by and you're extolling the virtues of the store and talking about how you've been waiting all day and you give the little light story about, oh, my friend, my kid wants this toy and I'm going to get it for him because I'm a better parent than you parents at home watching on the news because I'm here getting this toy and your kid's not going to have the toy but my kid's going to have the toy and your kid's not going to have the toy because I'm a good mom or dad and you're a piece of crap because your kid's not going to have the toy granted a week and a half from now they're going to have the toy because you know the publicity of us sitting outside like jackasses will have worn off and they will have gotten their big increase in sales and free publicity from us sitting out here and getting a, you know, frostbite of the ass cheek tip. But that's okay, Jamal. Your kid's going to have to wait a week, but our kid's going to have it right now. Granted, in that week, our kid will break the crap. And then, as it turns out, your kid will have a new one. And then it'll be the exact opposite of what happened. Because at that point, your kid will have one and my kid won't have one. But I don't really think that far into advance right now. I'm thinking of right now, you bad parent bastard. Right? And the person is, who owns the store is sitting back like, you dumb bastards. Don't you realize that I could have as many? I could put 10 million of those TVs in the store if I wanted to. Don't you understand that? But I love the free publicity. I love watching you jackasses jump over top of each other to get the 27 televisions. There's <laughs> 400 of you outside. Now, granted, if you guys shoot each other in the parking lot, everybody will think of it as an isolated incident. I won't get any trouble. They won't say that my parking lot is dangerous. They're just going to talk about how people are jackasses and people did bad things. I won't have anything bad happening to me. In fact, I'll get to come out and look sad and say, you know, we're going to increase security in the parking lot and I'll have two cars driving around the parking lot for about two weeks until the story dies down and then I'm going to lay off one of the bastards and send them someplace else. But by then, you won't care anymore. <laughs> and that's what happens on Black Friday. The big company manipulates your punk asses to sit outside to buy a freaking television set that's going to be on sale again in three months and it's because the new and better one will have come out and that's spread around when your ass cheek tip frostbite will have healed damn it well how was that different than everything else that goes on huh there's a scarcity right a created scarcity of but not this time not it's not television it's a created scarcity of really really rich people Right now, they could make more rich people if they really wanted to. They could actually start giving you some of that information that they use for themselves, some of that information that they have for themselves. Right. Because I know some people who, who, who became rich. Granted, that when I didn't become rich, too, they got rid of my punk asses, but not quick, quick, quickly enough for me not to know what's going on. They have a little bit of information, little tricks and tips that you don't have. I don't have. And even people who have MBAs don't have because the people that have MBAs know what they have in college debts. But these people do not have college debts. Not anymore because they have little tips and tricks that their moms and dads gave them. And their uncles gave them and they didn't give it to you so there's a created scarcity of rich people the rich people are those television sets 
aren't they? Mm-hmm. And there's only on so many slots. There's only so many slots, but there's a whole lot of people waiting in line to be the next rich person, to be the next person to get that television. But by design, there's so many, so many slots. You're not going to get one of those. Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. But most likely you won't. And you beat each other up because you want one of those slots. Wait a second. That guy over there, he's trying to get one of those slots too. And in addition to that, he doesn't look like me or believe the same crap that I do. I got to kick his ass because if I kick his ass, I'm going to get one of those slots. Well, the person with the slots is going, <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. And while you two are beating each other's asses, he's sitting back there laughing at your punk asses because he knows damn well you're not getting one of those slots. You're not getting one of those TVs. He knows exactly what's going on. And then he can come out and say, oh, I'm really is can't believe that those people shot each other over something stupid like that. I'm going to start a memorial fund for the people's families that got shot. Granted, I got $85 million in free publicity because while you were talking about how sad it was that people that got shot, you also got to talk about how big a selection of things I have in the store and how neat and clean it was, right? Right. Well, you, everybody else is beating their ass trying to become rich. The rich person comes out. I'm going to start a memorial fund. You know, well, Frank Johnson, who owns blah, 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 Mills, oh, a big giant 500 Fortune 500 company. He's now doing something great and he gets the free publicity and he makes a little more money. But your punk ass is dead. It's the same thing, isn't it? Come on, man. Why are you waiting in line? No, don't wait in line. Don't wait in line. Why are you beating each other up trying to be rich like that guy? You know what you could actually do instead of shooting each other or beating each other's asses or fighting with each other? Why don't you start a business together? Hmm? And unlike the big companies, treat your customers really well. Hmm? And what happens when you treat customers really well and give them good products? Hmm? They come back and they bring their friends. Hmm? What about you have a sale on something and instead of making people wait outside, you go, listen... You have a certain time period to come in. Now, you got to come into the store anyway, but you get a rain check and we're going to do it for the first 400 people that get there. That way, when somebody shows up and they see there's 403 people in line, they know what well, we can't do it this time. I start to wonder and I start to think that people like to be manipulated because when you get manipulated, essentially, you're giving the reins over to somebody else. Right. Some people like to ride in the car. Some people like to ride in the bus. Some people like to ride in the airplane. And then there's people that like to fly the airplane, drive the bus and drive the car. And I like to have my hands on the steering wheel. I'm not a really big fan of riding when somebody else is driving. I don't like it. Why? Because when I'm driving, I can take the vehicle wherever the hell I want it to go. I don't have to ask permission. I have relatives that are sat outside, you know, and they just, oh, you just, oh, you almost got inside in time to get that washer and dryer for half off. I'm so sorry. Can I get a rain check? Oh, I'm so sorry. We don't do rain checks. So sorry. You sat out there for nothing. You made that investment in something that didn't really exist because the second you sat down in line and there were 145 people in front of you and we had 145 washers and dryers to get out and we didn't let you know there were 145. We just let you sit out there and help get us publicity with the local news stations. You were never going to get that washer and dryer. It was all an illusion for anyone past number 145. And we knew that. We know how many we have in stock. We looked out the window and saw how many people were in line. And we could have come out and said, listen, 
The first 145 of you, you stay here, you're definitely going to get a washer. The rest of you, you're not. We could have done that, but no, it looks better when there's 450 people outside, right? We could have told you there's absolutely no way in hell you were going to get this job. You were going to get in college. You were going to become a billionaire because we don't want you to become a billionaire, too. We could have told you that crap. We could have told you, you know, you got to go off someplace and build your own. But no, they got you thinking that they're going to just let you slide right in there, too. They put their hands around your shoulder and told you you were going to slide right in there, too. But guess what? Your punk ass ain't sliding in there. You're basically a Bic lighter, a razor. They're going to use you a little bit. And then when your usefulness is used up, they toss your punk ass in the trash can. I've seen people who waited in line all night long for a movie ticket or all night long, you know, not necessarily movie tickets. They usually get them, but all night long for appliances and crap like that. And come home and you're going, I slept outside for three days for a television set. Right. And you feel like a dope doing it in the first place. But if but if you slept outside and someone came outside and said, you're definitely going to get a television set, but we can't open the doors. You know, but you if you stay there, you get it. I mean, you, you, you're kind of a dope for doing it anyway. But at least you got at least when you go home, when your ass cheek tip uh, heals from the from the hypothermia, uh, <laughs> at least you can watch the 55 inch television set on your wall. But what about your neighbor who didn't get it? Hmm. So I think the world in general, the world at large is basically just Black Friday. You know, people got the stuff you want. They really, they're really not going to give it to you. They swing it in front of you. Here, here, here. Ooh, 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 you can't have it. And then we repeat the cycle again. Well, last year I didn't get a television set, but this time I'm definitely going to get one. And you don't. Well, two years ago and the year after that, I didn't get a television set, but this year you're going to get one. And you don't. Well, this time I'm going to. And every time you go back, there's more and more people and you're further and further and further away from the head of the line. And you're further and further and further away from getting a television set. It's the same thing. You're further and further and further away from becoming a millionaire because there's a whole lot of people getting pushed down right on top of you. The people that were a little bit richer than you were now not as now that they, they lost some of their money. But the people all the way up the top, they're getting even more. But the people and they push it down and they push it down. And all of a sudden, there's a whole bunch of us pushed into this little pile and we're fighting to get out of it while everybody up there is laughing and we're killing each other. All we got to do is go, fuck that. I'm not waiting in line for your fucking television. Either you make access to the television for me for us fair and balanced and fair and great and everything's cool and fair or fuck y'all you know how great it would be if they started that black friday crap and people just decided not to wait in line outside like jackasses do you know how cool that would be you know what kind of message that would send to the big businesses they would go oh we better stop doing that you know, the message would happen if they did that bridal gown thing and a bunch of women didn't try to stab each other in the back of the neck trying to get in there to get those six gowns. Remember, what, what, do you think, what do you think would happen then? What do you think would happen if we went to the ballot box? Well, hell, let's just, how about this? What about we actually showed up at the ballot box and actually fucking voted? And instead of voting against that person, oh, they're going to get something that I might not get, but they might get it, but I don't want to get it, but I want it, but I don't want them to have it. Can we just vote for people that are sane? 
Can we just vote for people that are competent? Can we just have politicians and, and people who run businesses and people who do anything that touches the public? Can we just put people in there that give a shit? You know how easy it would be just to live your life if we just did that. If we said fuck back for Black Friday, not just in stores, but the Black Friday that exists worldwide. Man, that would be cool. I think it would be. Segment over. Okay, everybody. Thank you for coming by. This has been episode number 277 of the S. Anthony Says Podcast. Much love to every last one of you bastards. I appreciate you everywhere. My Canadian bastards, my American bastards, my Australian bastards, my French bastards, my Chinese bastards, my bastards all over the world. Thank you very, very much for listening to this wonderful show with the voice Incredible voice of me. Yeah. Hold on for a minute. I'm just going to listen to me talk for a minute. Words. Oh, my goodness. I feel like touching my own chest and hugging me. <laughs> anyway, folks, thank you for listening. <laughs> um, thank you for and thank you for the email, too. I really, really appreciate that uh, for future people. because Apparently, you guys have the email. But if you're new, the email to the to me is talk to s anthony at gmail.com t-a-l-k-t-o my name s anthony of course at gmail.com um there's two twitters one is for me specifically and it's at s anthony thomas there's a twitter for the show it's at s anthony says um and of course i'm on instagram s anthony thomas i'm on snapchat s anthony thomas one and uh more than anything else, man, uh, I just want to thank you guys for listening. And it doesn't matter where you're, where you're listening, whether it's Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes. Um, you know, I'm, it, it's basically everywhere. But the home base of the podcast is santhonysays.podbean.com. That's where it is. And um, yeah, you, you guys have been very, very cool. You know, and I, I kid around a lot, but I really do appreciate the, the email and the kind words and direct messages and all of that kind of stuff. So just know that as much as I hear, we love you, man. Just know that I feel exactly the same way. I love me too. <laughs> oh yeah. And then y- y- y'all are cool. Y'all are also cool, but I definitely love me. <laughs> all right. I love you bastards too. You know that already. Damn it. <laughs> Folks. I will see you next week for the next episode. And now I'm going to say goodbye the way I always say goodbye. And I want you to say it along with me. Are you ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out. Go.